Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. This is Late Tea Time, the golf betting podcast that finds the best betting value closer to the first shot being struck than anyone else. And good day to you, Late Tea Time podders around the world. It's very good to see you again. It is the Late Tea Time podcast, and it is James and Dave, as always, with you today. And DT, before we get into this week's work, just before we start, actually, we usually come to you on a Wednesday, but we had some success last week by coming to you halfway through the Tour Championship, DT, didn't we? We did. Um, we put up a um, three two-balls. And actually uh, suggested to do them in a patent, which was uh, one treble, three doubles and three singles. And they all landed. Mm-hmm. So let me think if I say you'd say you'd just done it very lightly. I think you, if you put a pound patent on, uh, that would have been seven pounds. It's seven bets. You would have got 50 quid back. Yeah. So obviously times that up if you had a bigger bet than that. And it was a very nice win. Yeah. Yeah, so it was patently the right decision to come late last week, wasn't it? And uh, we're trying to do the same again, to kind of recapture some of that same magic. And uh, this week we are looking at the European Masters, the Amiga European Masters, uh, halfway through that one, DT, as things stand. Um, And uh, you've got two outright picks for this one. I'll give you the, uh, the, the prices as they are. Right now, with the uh, the various bookies, actually, before you get into it, Matt Fitzpatrick is leading the uh, the market six to four. Um, Alexander Bjork five to one. Ludwig Aberg, one of our uh, picks in in recent times, twelve to one. Twelve to one for Romain Langaske and Adrian Moronk is twelves as well. Fourteen to one for Alex Fitzpatrick. Another, it's a family affair. And then Nikolai Hoggard is twenty eight to one, and the rest are bigger. But- this is late tea time. Golf betting podcast. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Two outright picks from you. Should we start with the first one? We might as well. Yeah, just to give some uh, context. So, so as well as winning the tournament, it's all about who might get a Ryder Cup wildcard this week. Uh, or maybe even secure automatic qualification. So Matt, because the, the Yank, Yanks have already gone with theirs. Yeah, they? they've done theirs. Uh, so now it's time for Luke Donald to make his. Now he might already know them, and this might all be irrelevant. But mm. there's guys playing this week who came into the week knowing that they had to do something really pretty special to turn his eye, and, and they're kind of all up there. So you've got so Matt Fitzpatrick leading. He's a two-time winner here. Alex Bjork is probably too far back, but if he if he won, he could say, well. I've had a great season. Pick me. Then you've got Adrian Moronk, who's always been mentioned as a likely candidate. 
Ludwig Aberg uh, that you've um, just mentioned there. He's come really late into the picture, um, but he's played last week and this one. And again, look, he's right up there, fifth at halfway. Nikolai Hoygaard has been mentioned as a likely pick. He's in eighth. So the guys that need to do something are doing something. Mm-hmm. Um, I suppose the problem you've got in terms of odds is there's a big focus on them so that, you know, their odds, they're not sort of blindsided anybody that, that they are fairly sure. I suppose Nikolai Hoygaard's odds, what did you say they were? 28? He is, I think he was 28, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah, so you could say that he um, could be a bit of value. It's, it's not the two I've gone for. So I'm going to go for um, a one of the Fitzpatricks, right? You, you, you've got a little cheeky grin on your face there. <laughs> Yeah, you, mischievous the, little mood today. Yeah, I could um, I could just sort of mumble the first name and just say We're Fitzpatrick and claim I the right <laughs> one. Um, but yeah, Matt Matt's the, the one. He's a two-time winner here. Um, but the the dynamic with his brother is interesting because I'm not Alex Fitzpatrick was kind of viewed as his you know little brother who oh he's having a go. He's quite brave, isn't he? He's never going to be as good as Matt. Well, he's starting to become really really good. I mean, he, he yeah. won on the um, challenge talk a few weeks back then he's had a second on the main tour he's kind of become he did really well in the open I don't know if you remember that yeah. um, really played well there got a top 20 so suddenly he's had this amazing summer and he's continuing it again so I just wondered what the dynamic between the two was because there's a little bit of an age gap whereas the Hoygaards are twins yeah I think Matt Fitzpatrick is he four years older I think well and Alex I, I first found out about Alex, not by his golf, but by following Matt around the final round of, of his uh, major win because he was with his family, wasn't he? Got interviewed quite a bit on the on the final yeah. stretch. Yeah. So it seemed like maybe he was just, you know, the other Fitzpatrick who... Tagging along. Tagging along, who cheered his brother on, who'd reached a certain level, but maybe was never going to be the same. But we don't know now. But yeah. So they interviewed uh, the pair... Yeah, and I was just interested in the dynamics. So Matt Fitzpatrick said, we played the Dunhill Links last year. Um, it's weird competing for a tournament. We, ne- we never did it as juniors. Um, and then Matt says, I was asking Nikolai if he and Rasmus did it, and, and they said they did play together as juniors. But then Matt says, but they're the same age. We're four years apart, so we've never experienced it before. Hmm. And the same uh, question is put to Alex Fitzpatrick. Um, talks about his game, and then up, because his brother Matt has won this tournament twice, and Alex is right up there this week. And I think he was he is he tied fifth. He's tied third actually, so tied third so far. So how come you're doing so well here as well? And he, he sort of jokes, um, it must be in the genes. Um, what's not to like? This course is excellent. You're a million miles up in the mountains. Beautiful views, just a great part of the world. And then in terms of Matt, he's my brother, but also a competitor. I st- I'm still trying to beat him in terms of a pair, and it would be good. I've played a little bit of golf with him in in competitive events now, so it would be fun to go up against him. I just get a slight feeling that the little brother wants to sort of tweak the nose of the big brother here. Yeah. Um, He's only two shots behind him, isn't he? Yeah, so he's right up there. I I think it would slightly be more awkward for Matt because he kind of wants his brother to to get really good and maybe get a first win. and But he's obviously got to look after himself. But yeah. it's more the odds, really. It's, it's more the odds and it's more the stats. So pre-tournament here, up in this beautiful um, setting in Cron-Sur-Sierre in the Swiss Alps. 
It's absolutely you, it's glorious, uh, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Beautiful views if you're just watching it on TV. What you needed to do well here in the past was hit a lot of greens, and then if you missed them, to scramble really well. That's kind of the, the magic formula. If you look at past winners, that's what they've done well. So I, I had a look at the halfway stats uh, to see who was performing well in those categories, greens and reg and scrambling. And I found two players who were in the top 10 in both. And it wasn't Matt Fitzpatrick, but one of them was Alex Fitzpatrick. Um, so I think he said he was, is it not 16s around? I thought I saw some 16s. but he uh, he's, No, he's 14s now. Yeah, maybe he's been cut a little bit. 14s. You know, as we said, two shots back, tied third, doing the exact right things you need to do. I think he's he's so. I think he's extra determined. I think it's in his case, it's a bonus that he's got his brother to sort of shoot for. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, in the form he's in, he's had this amazing summer. As I said, I just think he's worth a bet at fourteen to one at halfway. It was it was weird when he was following his brother around as he won the uh, um, his his major because. I was thinking, I wonder if he plays golf too. Or, you know, what's what's the dynamic there? And like, you know, like you were saying, but and then I, I saw a little thing on on social media once where uh, they were talking about how um, dedicated Matt is because he basically just he, he, he logs every single shot he plays whether yes. it's on the practice. And yeah. um, and Alex was saying how how he looked up to him because of his work ethic and stuff. It's obviously rubbed off, hasn't it? Definitely, yeah, yeah, yeah. definitely. So. Uh, the, the other angle here was, I, I said this before uh, the tournament started about Alex, was that he's never played it. But the, la- the last three winners here were making the debut. So Matt's trying to, uh, so Alex is trying to keep that tradition going. And surely he must have asked Matt for some tips on how to play the course. So not only, you know, he's a, he's a new to the course, but he must have lent on his brother a bit. Uh, so he's got the sort of perfect combination, maybe. When they're both um, on the 18th tee on the final rounds level and he asks him for tips then, I wonder if he gets an honest answer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hit it way right, honestly. <laughs> it is that uh, mountain. So, yeah, a, a guy in such confident mood and that kind of brother's little twist, mm. I think we're worth having a go. 14 uh, to 1 then, Alex yeah. Fitzpatrick goes on to the Late Tea Time podcast betting slip. This is Late Tea Time, the last word in golf betting with James Butler and Dave Tindall. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. What is the second name that we're going to stick on this week? The second one um, is quite a big price, actually. Um, He's not too far back but he's far enough back that he needs to make a bit of a move but he can certainly catch some Gavin Green okay. um, yeah he's he's currently at minus eight so it's only four shots back that's that's tied eighth um, in the tournament he's had rounds of 63 and 69 um, but again I look, when I look at, through the stats he was really high up the greens in reg and really high up scrambling so he's taken the sort of right path what you need to do then I, I did check back to see um, what his course record here was before, and it, it is a place that he really likes. So he's played it four times, made the cup four times. He's got a couple of 12th place finishes here. 
looking through his round scores, he's got um, a couple of 64, 65, uh, 63 actually on his debut. Uh, final round last year was a 64, which maybe uh, bodes bodes well for the weekend. And then in current form, um, he's been making lots of cuts. Um, and then he had a couple of good weeks. The BMW International Open in Germany was eighth, um, so 12th, and then eighth in the British Masters. So he's been playing some nice golf. Um, made in Himmerland in Denmark, he, he was up there with a 64 in round three, so hopefully he can repeat that in round three. So he's near enough the pace. He's got a good course record. He's doing the exact things we need him to be doing. And it's just his odds. I think I was surprised how big they are. I think you can get over 50s. Do you want to? Yeah, you can get 55, 55 yeah. to one for Gavin Green. He's only four shots back as well, isn't he? Yeah, only four shots back. And if you look at uh, some of the round scores, it's not like everyone's sort of just shooting 68 or 66 and it's just they're all moving as one. You've got these sort of wild discrepancies. So mm. uh, Guido Migliozzi, the Italian, for example, shot 72 on day one, 61 yesterday. Oliver Becker shot 71 and 62. So there are really low scores out there. Gavin Green is a player who can rack up the birdies. So if he's got one of them in, in him today, you know, he could be heading into the final round, perhaps a shot or two back, and then we're on him at 55 to 1. So I thought we'll go in with two players um, at this halfway stage to give us a bit more of a wider chance. They're near enough to lead, which I always think you need you need to be uh, generally. I think they're decent odds for uh, two players who are um, either in form or got the course form. You can get three places um, each way at halfway stage. Um, would you take... Alex on the nose and Gavin each way? I play them both each way, to be honest. Okay. Um, there's, a, there's a lot of good names up there. But I suppose what we don't know is that Ryder Cup angle, will it bear heavily on some of them? Hmm. Um, Adrian Moronk had a poor finish yesterday. You're thinking that might just be in his head on Sunday if he's in a similar position. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, it's wide open. So, you know, you could pick so many players. But I thought I'd go for the ones who had who've got those good greens in reg stats and got those good scrambling stats as well. Cause I think that's, that's kind of the, the most solid um, kind of stats you can come up with so far looking through the other players are a bit sort of wild in some categories. Um, so I'd rather have the players who are doing what you need to do well. Well, good luck then to Alex Fitzpatrick, 14 to one and Gavin Green, 55 to one over the next two days at the European Masters. One final um, thing before we uh, we say goodbye today, Victor Hovland. What a lovely little fella he is. I mean, he's very rich now and Victor, you are a friend of mine, so remember me in your will. But um, blimey, he's playing so well, isn't he? Yeah, what, what an end to the season. If you... If you're looking ahead, I was looking at his odds for all the majors. I think he's all around sort of eighteens, maybe twenties uh, for, for the majors. He's got to win one next year, hasn't he? Yeah, I'd certainly oh, ha- happily backing him in all of them. To be honest, I I can see him being a star of the Ryder Cup team anyway. Yes, he, he just seems to be, and he seems to have a very repeatable swing. He doesn't seem to be somebody that tinkers with it; he just trusts it and um, carries on hitting it uh, very nicely indeed. So, Victor. Well done, my son. Yeah. Um, and uh, repeat, keep repeat, yeah, repeatable swing, wonderful temperament. Mm. He's improved his short game, which was a bit of an Achilles heel. So yeah, the, the world is his oyster. Did you see a little that little clip of him in his caddy 
walking. Um, he was eating some food, guacamole, I think he'd got. And um, his caddy came up to him and said, are you eating uh, whatever, whatever? And he's, he had his, his caddy had his wife on the phone. And they basically obviously just trousered 18 million in between <laughs> them. And uh, yeah. so he, he, Victor picked his, uh, his caddy's phone up and said to his wife, um, I, I, she said, congratulations, Victor. And he said, yeah, I won despite your man or something. Mm-hmm. They had a bit of a laugh as they walked in. But yeah. he's always got a big smile on his face. I do like that. And uh, yeah. yeah. So Victor Hovland, he stays our friend on the Late Tea Time podcast. DT, thank you very much indeed, as always. Thanks, James. And uh, out there, everybody, gamble responsibly. Um, Enjoy the golf and good luck with your bets out there. This has been a sports broadcast media production. And we will see you. We can't promise anymore. Wednesday, Friday, Saturday morning, whenever it's going to be. But we will see you next week. Cheers, everybody. Always gamble responsibly. Visit BeGambleAware.org for more information. Podcast Network.